The importance of relationships is going to be my number one piece of advice to people. You have to be invested into people and they need to feel that. You have to make a difference in their life. Welcome to Mitten Money, delivering insights from Michigan-based business leaders, big and small. William Zank, host of Mitten Money at TriStar Trust, loves nothing more than creating this masterclass so that you can get insight to guide your leadership journey in just under 30 minutes. Subscribe today and connect with William at mittenmoney.com. What's going on, everyone? You're listening to another episode of Mitten Money. Today, we have the honor of having on quite the special guest. What started as a way for the guests to live a healthier lifestyle has prompted a lifelong mission of helping others realize their fitness dreams. Not only has she had to overcome multiple setbacks in both her personal and professional career, but she's been able to channel all of this energy into building one of the most well-known fitness companies here in mid-Michigan. As you can guess, I'm talking with none other than Sarah Fector of Sarah Fector Fitness. If you're at all interested in learning more about the fitness industry, how Sarah pivoted her business during COVID, or competing in a super competitive industry, then this is an episode that you won't want to miss. So welcome, Sarah, to Mitt Money. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's go ahead and dive right in. So first and foremost, what was the inspiration slash journey for you for starting Sarah Factor Fitness? I know that personal training is very competitive and many people often don't make it in the industry. And then with that being said, how have you also seen fitness evolve over the years? When I got started on my journey, I was about 19, 20 years old. And I think the most important thing to me was loving my job. I wanted to get up every day and not hate what I had to do to go into work. So I think for one, it was joy. I wanted to do something that brought me joy. And through my own personal experience, I have been able to do that through fitness and bring that into my life. And I wanted to be able to share that with other people. I had no idea. And many people shared with me, this is going to be a challenge to make money in the Tri-Cities when we're talking about health and fitness but that didn't concern me. I wanted to wake up every single day, love what I do, and somehow give back to my community and make it a better place. I started with group fitness and I did dip into personal training my first couple of years, which was historically back in 2005 and six. After the first couple of years of personal training, I learned that that was not going to be the route that I needed to take to make a difference and to make it a full-time career. So Quite honestly, I haven't personal trained in about 20 years, which probably ages me. It is a very competitive field and it's a tough challenge here based on the demographic. And most of that comes from the weather. So we don't have a full season of being able to go outdoors and be active in Michigan here. We're six or seven months in hoodies. And it's definitely a harder sell. Over the years, I have seen fitness evolve from group fitness and personal training into anything from functional medicine to health coaching, which is now they're predicting in 2030, a $27 billion industry. And it's really progressed. And I've been here to witness it all. And I couldn't be more excited today. I'm more excited today about my career than I was 24 years ago. Wow. That's incredible. I know from speaking personally with a couple of my different coworkers at the boot camps, different group classes they offer are all very high energy. And I can imagine this really helps get people motivated to actually go back and continue on with the boot camps because for a lot of people and myself included in the past, it's sometimes a struggle to get yourself, whether it's early out of bed, get going to the gym, start your routine. And so how do you keep people motivated to keep coming back and then also continuing just to be positive in general? What I've learned over the years in my experience is you have to make the people feel something. They need that connection. So yes, you can go and sweat and yes, you can go and burn calories. Maybe you have some headphones on and you're executing this alone, but what it comes down to for 
repetition and for retention would be the community and the connection. Who do you know there? Who's holding you accountable? This is another family or supportive group with like-minded people that you can surround yourself with and add that to enhance your life and your quality of life. So for me, it's the connection, it's the community, it's the music, it's the relationships, it's the people. And when that is a great foundation, you'll come every day. You can have a bad workout. We've had good workouts. Sometimes you feel great. Sometimes you're too tired, but the community and the connection always keeps people showing up. And how do you go about building that family connection that is present with all these different group classes? When I was looking prior to the interview, your website, I saw multiple different times where it says that family, that community is very focused or is a very central tenant of your business. How do you go about building that? Because I could see whether it's just a close-knit group of people maybe coming together, but for some of these group classes, which can be, I can imagine dozens and dozens, and I probably even seen prior to the pandemic, hundreds of people, that's crazy just to be able to go think about that. So what are some of the ways that you've done this and really built that up over time? Well, for me personally, it was being invested in what I was doing, whether that be from an education standpoint, helping them find out their why, what is getting them there, what is important to them, and really being invested on a level where something that I've been blessed with is a good memory. So learning people's names right off the bat, that was step one for me. I'm going to remember your name and you'll never have to tell it to me twice. It was little things like that, really getting to know the people and being invested in their well-being, their health. And in my experience, people can feel that. They can feel the difference, whether you're invested. And for me, that's made the difference in building a following versus waking up every day and having to find new customers. Over the years, what have been some of the ways that you've built up your own personal brand? And then also, what effect has social media had on this? It's funny. I've had this conversation quite sometimes, especially the social media part in timing building up my own personal brand, I had to think about how I wanted to be perceived and how I wanted to make an impact in my community. So for me, it was, how am I going to walk? How am I going to talk? Am I going to practice what I preach? Am I going to increase my value so that I'm not repetitively regurgitating the same thing to them after 10 years. So it was investing in myself over time, making sure that I walk the walk and understanding that where I am and who I'm hanging with and what I do and how I practice life is going to be an open book. And I need to be a human and not even hide my failures. It's really getting to know them on that level and understanding that they're humans, I'm a human, and going back to those relationships and building that and helping them understand the value of what they're doing and then continuing to invest in myself so I can continue to bring that to them over the years. When you've looked at these different social media apps coming out over the years, so certainly we've had Facebook that's been out for a long time, but as new entrants have come on, so think of Snapchat or TikTok, what is the process for you thinking about if it's worthwhile for you investing in those different apps to go see if you could have some type of return or if it's also just good for your brand at that same time? Because I know that these apps can sometimes come out of nowhere, catch people out of surprise, and the popularity takes off. And maybe it's a good app to go invest your time, or maybe it's just good for something to go do in your personal time might not be worthwhile for your business. And so do you mind touching a little bit on that too? Social media has been quite interesting for me in my journey. As I was graduating college and starting my career, Facebook was launched. So Facebook was brand new. And I do believe that life is all about timing and the timing of social media with my career, in my opinion, has been a tipping point for me. It has allowed me to connect on a level that was never offered before. Before you have to make a flyer, how are you going to get to people? Maybe it's an email. Well, when Facebook has launched, it helped me launch my personal brand. And I was able to share that with 
hundreds of people, which I didn't have access to before. I opened my gym. And when I did open the gym on State Street here in Saginaw, Instagram didn't even exist yet. So <laughs> as I have progressed through my career, Instagram has come up. There's Snapchat, there's TikTok. How social media has changed is it's turned into what used to be just Facebook statuses have now turned into educational content. It's turned into entertainment. It's been a way to push us into this virtual world, which thank goodness for that, because now here today, we half the world is virtual, half the world is in person. And it has been a huge marker in my career. I use it every single day. And I've learned in the last few years that I even build a couple hours of day of content and social media into my business because the ROI on it is exponential. It's invaluable. It's a way to connect with people around the world, get your message out, And in today's world where it's half virtual, you have to consider 50% of your business potentially has access online to a national level, which we never had 20 years ago. So I think it's been a great tipping point for me and I use it every day and it's part of my daily work. I start my morning off with it and I'm able to share a lot of content, get a lot of value out there. It allows me a platform to show the education that I've invested in over the years. And for that, it has helped me grow my business. Through some of the research, I see that your business does many things outside what a traditional gym would do, which includes pop-up fitness, online coaching, a little bit earlier what you mentioned about the health during another answer. And so what made you interested in exploring these different areas? I think that when you're invested in any career for a couple of decades or more, you have to understand what's going on with the trends and you have to be willing to change and you have to change over time or you will become outdated. So It was around 2017 or 18 where I noticed that, wow, maybe group fitness and boot camps alone aren't going to be enough to propel me to where I want to go. I'm a very highly motivated individual and I like to learn new things all of the time. So it was quite easy decision to pursue something different. I have added pop-up fitness to my business and pop-up is very similar to drop in, but how the business has changed specifically since the pandemic is We've turned into this membership-based business with only a few hanger-ons of the drop-ins. I'm now aimed at quality over quantity. I'm no longer chasing that high volume that I once needed in the building phase. And so now we're into quality over quantity. I started pursuing online coaching and understanding the value in that around 2017. I took myself on a two-year educational tour all around the world with the top mentors and When I came home, I had the huge challenge of how do I apply that now to my business, to my demographic in the Tri-Cities? How do I get people to care about this? It's taken about four and a half years, but now that is the majority of what I do. My days are 10 to 12 hours long. Eight of them are spent coaching people online. And one hour is teaching a class in person as a coach on the floor. So my business through the pandemic has done a 180 and we kind of flip-flopped this huge gym that had pop-up and drop-in fitness and boot camps was my main career. And this side hustle, I was coaching a few people through the last three to four years that has completely flip-flopped. And now I'm coaching people full-time. And now when I'm done with that, I get to go enjoy going to my gym, teaching a class, or maybe participating in one. And it has really challenged me in my late thirties and forties to raise my own level of education. It keeps me challenged every day. And once again, I'm just thoroughly excited about my career all over again, entering my third decade of experience. So 
online coaching, health coaching, functional approach, root cause, people are out there and what they're wanting is a health advocate. They're wanting to understand what they need to talk to their doctor about. What are the right questions I need to ask? How do I really become a health advocate for my own self when I'm focused on my kids and my family and my own career that I have to go to, which is not in the health and fitness field. So I'm able to step in, become that advocate for them, teach them how to run and operate their own health with good integrity. And that has become one of the biggest joys in my life. That's incredible. Talking a little bit about that pop in fitness, would you recommend that to be a great place for people to go start if they're new to fitness? Or is it better maybe to go in with a personal trainer? Or maybe it's what you're mentioning earlier, maybe a little online coaching to go figure out what that proper method might be for that person? I think there's value in all of that. I understand a lot of people fear going to the gym because they just don't know what to do and they shouldn't know what to do. They're not a health professional. I think it's a expectation that people put on themselves that they have to know what they're doing when it comes to training and fitness and health. That's why there's health professionals, personal trainers in all levels of them. That's our job. Let us show you how it's done. I think pop-up fitness is a fantastic place to start. You get to choose what you're interested in. And the first recommendation I would make is find something that brings you joy. If it doesn't bring you joy and you don't look forward to doing it, you're probably not going to be able to sustain it. You'll quit after a while. So great place to start, find something that you enjoy. And then from there, have your own personal growth throughout health and maybe enter different levels. And maybe that even looks like seasons changing for you. You get really busy in life. Kids are graduating high school, do a little pop-up fitness kids are off to college. Let's get invested in online coaching and take your health to the next level. So there's different levels. And I think all people need different options to be able to sustain that throughout their life and keep health as a priority for them. What does it mean to you and your business to help lead so many people to a healthier life? For me personally, it gives me purpose. I've been around a long time. I'm waking up at four or five in the morning, excited about life, excited about helping people. And it gives me purpose. I'm able to provide something and give back to my community that makes a difference. And I'm able to help people learn and understand something like health and fitness. And that's something they can keep for a lifetime. And it's a ripple effect. It affects their spouse, their kids, their family. It's contagious. So for me personally, it's purpose. And for others, I think it's the ripple effect of making an impact in their life that is long lasting. I understand that when the pandemic started, Many people had to make these quick strategic decisions with their businesses. And so some people had to go pivot to more remote. Some people had to go pivot completely into new ventures all together. And so I know, unfortunately, that gyms were closed for a very long time in 2020. And so how did you and your business respond to that? That was tough. And of course, nobody has ever seen anything. There is no blueprint. So I don't remember the exact date, March 14th, something close to this. My gym was shut down at 12.30 p.m. And at the time, I thought it was being shut down for a total of two weeks, With that being said, we were online and virtual that night by 9 p.m. So right when I heard that, I thought, everybody stop what we're doing and how do we solve this problem? I didn't think further than that. I just wanted to know, our in-person is taken away. How are we going to connect with our clients and provide our product every single day without being stopped? And for us, that looked like getting on Zoom ASAP. I learned as the months went by that this may not be a temporary thing. So I kept investing money and time and resources into this virtual world, which had been on my mind for a couple of years, but I had never really been pushed in a corner to execute it or to have to execute it. 
over the months, I learned that this is not only going to last much longer, but this could be a thing that is very much so out of our control. No one knows how it's going to end and no one knows if this is going to ever happen again. So from the minute my gym got shut down, I thought, what do I need to do to make sure this never happens to us again? We pursued on demand. We turned it into professional level. Uh, I now have over 250 recorded videos on my library. It's on demand. It's a monthly recurring payment. Some people have been with me over the years and have moved to different states. So it's another tipping point in our business. We've continued to push into the virtual world, continue to invest in it. And it is now something where we're taking Sarah Factor Fitness we're evolving it into Sarah Factor headquarters, which will be podcasts and virtual world, online coaching, in-person classes. And so that's how we responded to it. We adapt and we keep moving because the purpose pushes us to do so. We want to solve the problems. And I'm surrounded with a good team that supports me. And they were there through every second of it and they support the purpose. So it's been, we had our dark months. Don't get me wrong. I know that sounds a lot like sunshine and rainbows, but It was very challenging and it was just to think on different levels. And we grew because of that. Going now to our signature question. So at TriStar, while we provide comprehensive wealth management solutions and services to our clients at the center of all that are relationships, building genuine relationships is something that we talk about every day. And I'm sure that you find relationships as a key part to being part of the community and at Sarah Factor Fitness. And so can you talk a little bit about that and then maybe share some examples you've experienced firsthand with regard to the importance of building those relationships within your own career? The importance of relationships is going to be my number one piece of advice to people. You have to be invested into people and they need to feel that. You have to make a difference in their life. If you have a product or something that you want to sell to these people, a theory, a system, whatever it may be, They have to feel that you're invested and that you have their well-being at the forefront of your mind. If they're not feeling that from you, it's going to be temporary. What I've learned through my years is that it's much easier to retain the clients that have already shown you an interest rather than to have to wake up every day and accumulate new ones because you did not build the relationship with the people who showed you the interest in the first place. So relationships are number one. And over the years at Sarah Factor Fitness, we've had proposals, we've had family bring family, we've had relationships built within our community, best friends, people are in each other's weddings. It's been invaluable to us and to our success through health and fitness. That's incredible. When I was doing research initially for this podcast, I was looking up on your guys' website, and I think it was through a story that you maybe had told to SVSU. I believe it was when you were trying to make that end push to finish the fitness club. Do you mind talking just a little bit about that? That was a day that I can circle back and I can feel it as I speak about it. It was August of 2012. We were in our last final weeks of finishing the gym on State Street, and it was supposed to be open in August. It ended up opening in October. So we were a few weeks behind. I needed a handful of money to finish off the project. As you know, construction is, if you have a date, just plan on a few weeks after that, at least (laughs) entering that gym. I believe it was five days. I made a Facebook status online and thought, you know what? I'm just going to invite people to a dance class, which typically did very well. But this one, I'm going to ask everybody to wear the SF clothes. Let's come together. It was five days notice. I'm going to throw in a DJ and 492 people showed up to white pine middle school 
And the moment I jumped on that stage and everyone was cheering, it was like that moment that I knew I'm getting emotional now. It was the moment where I knew fitness was going to work in Saginaw, that through building these relationships, yes, Saginaw can have health too, and we can care about it. And it was that moment that made me feel that everything was going to be okay. Because at that point in time, I had invested so many years, so much education, so much money. I didn't have a dollar left. I borrowed money. I spent all my money and I put it back into the community and crossed my fingers and the community showed up for me and they showed up for themselves. And when you show up for me and you show up for yourself, understand that you're also showing up for that community or that purpose, you are putting your stamp, your vote on that to say, hey, I want this to stay in our community because it's valuable to me. And when people put their stamp on it, you can do that through supporting, through sharing through social media, you can show up, you can take a class, maybe you do something online or support on demand, that and for other businesses as well, especially small businesses in our area, If you have a vote or if you have something that you find valuable here, invest in it, let your stamp be known, sign your name to it, and together we build that community. That is so incredible. And so for those people who want to learn more about yourself, Sarah, or about Sarah Factor Fitness, what are some good resources for the listeners out there? You can head to my website, which is my name, sarahfector.com. I'm also on Facebook. You can find the business name, Sarah Factor Fitness, and me personally. Instagram is a large platform for us. So you can find the business, Sarah Factor Fitness. And then my personal Instagram is Pro. There's a ton of content on there and we offer a lot of services online. That's fantastic. And so thank you again for listening to another episode of Mid Money. Please don't forget to follow our podcast so you don't miss when new episodes drop. Thanks, Sarah. Thank you. You've been listening to Mitten Money, sponsored by TriStar Trust. Subscribe to the podcast and learn more about how William and the TriStar Trust team can guide your small business at tristartrust.com. <laughs>